Hello everybody, this is Twitchy Max and you're listening to season two of the family-friendly podcast Expired XP. This season we explore the world of gaming through insider interviews, new and retro game specials, and points of view on industry trends. If you like games, this podcast is for you. This week, we explore some of the hundred Star Wars themed games that have been made so far and have the best game idea yet for the Star Wars universe. We also talk about General Grievous in a bikini. Hello everyone, welcome to today's episode of Expired XP. Today we're going to be talking all things Star Wars. <laughs> I'm here joined with my compadre in gaming. And in professionalism when it comes to podcasting. Yeah, yeah. Useless Vikings. I'm so fortunate to have a colleague that supports my absolute average production values for this podcast. Do I not only support it, I like massively am a fan of it. Okay. And yes. we're not going to talk about any specific game, but we're going to adventure through time and have a look at the games that we played because there are a ton of games out there. You're right. And so there are more than a hundred Star Wars games that have been created, which is crazy. Yeah. And nice. it explains why when you and I were trying to sit there and remember them all, of course we didn't. Yeah. Because how, how was not that even happen? played 20% of them. Probably. No, no, no. I mean, it's it's actually quite crazy. I, I knew that there would be a lot. So not only are there over 100 Star Wars games, but have been over 50 different publishers, uh, sorry, developers. And there's been almost 40 different consoles or computers that have released wow. Star Wars games. It's got to be the most prolific franchise. Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, uh, we, yeah. we, 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 uh, let me let us just emphasize once again that this is not a podcast based on facts. Oh, yeah. If this is where you're going for truth, if you're going here for entertainment, different story. We will give you things that are is it almost true? Is it? I think so. <laughs> oh no, true. Is yeah. it entertainment? Oh yeah, that's a very good point. <laughs> okay, well it's definitely not. Nonsense. Why are people listening then? If it's not the facts and it's not the entertainment, it's, is they really just bored, Chris? You, you what cannot, are you doing at work, Chris? Don't listen to this. You cannot work out what charisma is. And that's what this podcast is. It's charisma. Oh, I thought you were going to say that's what we're trying to figure out during, <laughs> during, during our casting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So look, I think it's a subject that is super broad and we have a very personal, everybody has a very personal experience to Star Wars mm. who has seen the movies. Yeah. Even if you were a kid and the first movie you saw was Phantom Menace, God help you. Or if you were an adult who saw, adult now, who saw the, the movies, maybe even in the movie theater, like mm. for the first time when they came out. I can't even imagine how amazing that would have been. Um, I don't have to because I was there. What? No, you couldn't have been. Not for the first one. But no, I was going to say. Return of the Jedi I saw in the cinema. Yeah, so I think I might have seen Return of the oh, Jedi cool. in the cinema as well. But I yeah. definitely, obviously, the first one came out in 1977. So I was yeah. not, I was, I was a glimpse in the milkman's eye. Is that an expression? <laughs> I didn't, not that we have milkmen in Sweden, but no. conceptually, I guess. No, I, I was born something like two weeks before it came out, mm. which is quite cool. It's quick, really cool. Mm. And I guess with the Star Wars game, what really surprised me was how, how early there actually were Star Wars games. I think it mm. says a bit about the phenomenon. There were um, bootleg versions of games for the Apple II that came out in 1979. I think there's a bit of context, though, because you can't underestimate how big Star Wars was in the 70, late mm. 70s and 80s when it came out. It was huge. Yes, it and was. And it was so all-encompassing culturally. It made a huge impact. Yeah. That and Indiana Jones. I mean, it was... Yeah, you're right. So I mean, of course they made computer games about it because they had books and they had magazines and all sorts of stuff. Yeah. And look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to kind of correct myself and say that it was actually the first official game was 1979, but the first unofficial game was 1978. Wow. So, and I mean, the, and the 78 one was a cassette tape, obviously, game for the Apple II. Oh, wow. <laughs> so that's an interesting one. And then there was kind of a kind of... Uh, 
it, I don't know. It was an electronic game. So not a computer game, but, you know, one of those kind of almost like you sync my battleship things mm. that you could buy that had some sort of intelligence in it. So that was kind of like the first ever licensed electronic mm. game, as it were. They still can't classify yeah. that as a game, I guess. Can you think think about the thought processes of that developer? So if they were some of the first early games were vector graphics. Yeah. And they use vector graphics in the film yeah. for the trench run. So someone will have sat down and made the trench run mm. um, for the film. Yeah. And then someone would have watched that and thought, I can do that. I'm going to turn it into a game. Yep. I mean, that's pretty cool. Pretty cool thing to happen. Oh, absolutely. And I think, and it's funny today because that's the one thing that I, I think vector graphics are so cool that they still work. Mm. I, I think even when a kid watches Star Wars, they get what's happening because the little rectangle shows you a vehicle and stuff. So I think yeah. George Lucas was smart enough and good enough to actually make something that today you still visually can understand, even though it looks mm. really archaic. Yeah, it's almost got. Um, I guess the way that it's done in that vector graphic almost makes it sensible mm. for space. Well, it was a long time ago as well, you know, in a galaxy yeah. far away. Yeah, 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 far, true, far true, away. True, true. Uh, which is why their spaceships look like crap compared to our amazing ones. Yes, yes, here in the future. Um, but I think you're right. But you're right. There, there would have been a lot of people just seeing that and realizing, hey, I can take what they've done mm. and I can make it into a computer game. Mm. I mean, uh, I don't think that there's any. You know, there's no surprise that the first original kind of game that was that did come out for the Atari 2600 uh, was was um, the console they came out for was Empire Strikes Back, and it was literally you were in a snow speeder during the Battle of Hoth. Mm. And I've yeah. played that recently um, on a retro emulator. Yeah, the late the uh, the Nintendo version of it or something. Like I, that. I think it was the Nintendo version, and it it was strange because one minute you'd be flying through space. Or I thought I was flying through space, shooting TIE fighters, and then suddenly an ATAT appears. Yeah. And it's just lines. Yeah. It's absolutely minimal graphics, but yeah. your brain can still compute what it is. Yeah. And the gameplay was awful. Yeah. You know, it was. It would have given you a headache. At the time, it was probably great, but now it is just... I couldn't play it for more than a minute before I thought, right, I'm going to stop. Well, I do, I do wonder if it's mainly the reason why you would have played it was because there weren't any games really around yet. So it was kind of yeah. just, you know, apart from the bootleg Apple II game, which I don't know if it was good or bad. Please, if you have any experience, let us know. Um, but um, I, I have no idea. Maybe that was better than the first one that came out. Mm -hmm. But clearly it did start a trend of computer games coming out that were Star Wars related that has kept going and keeps going mm. and has um, thankfully that Lucas um, Arts and Films have come to their senses now and decided to um, not have an exclusive license with one brand which was EA mm. which was the worst thing they could ever have done Yeah, uh, and the fact that they didn't know that boggles the mind but that's what money mm. does right M makes you blind so now that it's open fields you're getting all these really uh, interesting development stu studios who are not underneath the EA banner coming out and making Star Wars games. So the, I think the future for Star Wars games might actually be brighter than, than movies. Mm. I was thinking, when was the last good Star Wars game that I played? Mm -hmm. And it's none of the EA Arts ones, like Battlefront 1 and 2, the recent yeah, ones. I agree. Rogue Squadron. You know, they weren't great games. No. The graphics and the scenes in the Battlefront series are really good, but mm. somehow they've... They've missed the soul of Star Wars. And you can run around as Darth Vader and, and slaughter rebels, you know? Yeah. That's fun, if you like that kind of thing. But in Battlefront, it didn't feel fun. No. 
there's something strange about that that series well, of games that that took the fun out of it. I mean, you and I always have this, like, the, you know, because I, I think you're right, like, graphics, like, I'm not surprised that it didn't do well just because the graphics were good, because to me, graphics are just such a, I really park it in the probably third thing I care about. To me, the narrative and, and capturing you is definitely number one, 100%. Mm. I think you care more about it than I do, definitely. But you're so right, when you create a goal, a game that looks as, as Star Wars as mm. Battlefront 2 does, because the environments yeah. are stunning mm. yet have no emotional connection to that game a because there is the even the kind of i don't know on the surface campaign mode that they have is mm. so crap yeah because it clearly wasn't written that way it's an afterthought that they've created so first off the campaign's crap and secondly the actual game itself when there are 60 people and you find yourself dying in about three seconds and we had this conversation when we, i think it was when we were talking to it might have been dj or yeah, was, or someone yeah. we were talking to like time time to death right and like how short the time to death is in some of these games and and how hard it is battlefront 2 and battlefront 1 mm. oh, i like that for me there's no fun because i just know yeah. i'm gonna get slaughtered then i'm gonna respawn on a beach and then i've got to run again and then i'm yeah. gonna get slaughtered and i'm just like it's rinse repeat there's no yeah. there's no joy in that for me yeah I'm right there with you. And I want to like it. I want to like it, but... But how were the first ones good? Because I like the original ones. The original ones mm. were made by the same studio that DICE made in the early days. I think... I really was, liked. There was a more of a campaign in those. A more of a single player yeah. view, which I think made it more sticky. Yeah. Rather than just relying on the fact that you're playing with other humans, making yeah. it sticky. And I think I almost felt that maybe people were better at playing as a team and like mm. people helped each other out a bit more. And maybe it was also because it wasn't as many players. Because like obviously these days they you know they boast that they can put sixty five or hundred and ten yeah. or whatever it is players. I think then you might have been limited to like thirty. Yeah. On each time, on mm. each side, maximum, maybe. or even sixteen, actually. or even sixteen, right? And you can actually talk to each other yeah. to a certain degree without yeah. that many people. So maybe it's that. Maybe it's just the the typical thing that always happens when they they think that bigger means better. Mm. So they just may, uh, create these massive rooms, which is meant to obviously feel more like an army. But nobody really wants to be in a real army where you get slaughtered mm. within two seconds. Yeah, and you get no decision and no impact on what's no, going on. People don't enjoy no. that. No, and it's no strategy. Like, there's mm. not even a remote, not even to the point where you can kind of like flank or, and you can, but you know, it's very basic. Mm. Mainly you're just running around and trying not to get shot within two seconds. Yeah. So I'm with you. What were your favorite Star Wars games that you played? What really stuck with you? The ones that stuck with me. Uh, there was a series that came out that people are now saying um, they kind of want to see made into movies or something uh, with Carl Katarn, I believe his name was. Mm. Those who know what I'm talking about knows how good of a actual kind of plot they had. The, the video game was Dark Forces. Mm. Dark okay. Forces. And it was a great story. It was very exciting. Um, like I said, it's to the point where people now are saying, please bring it into um, the canon. Star Wars, into yeah. canon. I think that there are aspects, and I might be misremembering this, but I'm pretty sure that like a Kalkatan ship was seen and like a, a, the same style as the mm. Dark Forces kind of video games was recently seen. Or it was actually, I think even the Death Trooper, you know those black yeah. stormtroopers that were force powered or something mm. weird? That is from Dark Forces. That's exactly what the, it's about. Right. So they've actually taken and lifted that in from that video game. Mm. So I think that's why people are like, whoa, they lifted that and they called it exactly the same mm. name. So it wasn't a coincidence or anything. Mm. So does that mean that he's like, so Dark Forces was one of the favorites. And then Force Unleashed. Um, what kind of game was Dark Forces though? From memory, it was a first person kind of adventure mm. shooter. So again, very campaign heavy, lots of fun. 
um, you found yourself in rebel in um, empire bases and, mm. and you looting stuff and it was it was I loved it I thought it was great the Unleashed series I liked but I was a, probably a little bit not apprehensive to but like uh, having this like souped up overpowered Jedi's was a bit weird that mm. they were that powerful it just made me feel a bit like so they're so much more powerful than Darth Vader it's not even funny mm. and it made it a little bit weird but that's that's fine I think they had a plot reason for for that but the games itself were a lot of fun uh, but my favorite ones have always been the RPGs. So I've always okay. I've always levitated to the the old Republic, the old Republic Two. I played the mm. Star Wars Online MMO for a period of time. Oh, did you? And was like an artisan crafter character in it, which was really weird as a choice because it wasn't mm. a lot of. I was trying to become a. I think I was trying to become a Jedi, but but yeah. So look, I like those are probably some of my favorite. Like Knights of the Old Republic One and Two. I played two again recently. Love it. And, mm. I don't, and I'd only played it about three oh, years ago. What was it that you enjoyed about it? I think they're just really well-written stories. I love the um, kind of high, high Republic kind of era of everything's a bit more civil looking and kind of just cool and sleek, but not like cartoonish, which I find in the prequel movies. Mm. But it actually looks like authentically like it could be the historic connection part to the future Star Wars. Story arcs were great. The characters were interesting. The side quests were good. The the powers and stuff that you could have and what you could do in the game was good. Um, I didn't really have a lot of complaints at all. Could I'm, you be dark side or light? Or um, were you forced no, to go down the Jedi route? No, it's, so it's still on rails in that sense, I guess. you know, It's, yeah. still, a, it's still a hero's tale. Okay, so you couldn't go into like a classroom and slaughter younglings? No. Right, good. Good. Yeah. So what, what about you? What are your favourite games that you played? Well, I was, I was thinking about this. So th- I enjoyed the first Trench Runner ones at a time, but if you'd have given me at that age any computer game when I was seven or eight, yeah, I would have loved it. So, like, Even E.T. Yeah, probably. Just because it's lighting up a CRT screen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so I think I, I enjoyed those. Then when I was uh, a late teenager... A friend of mine was doing work experience in a computer shop and they had a PC there, a flashy 486 PC, I think, running Windows. No, was it 486? It might have been a Pentium, actually. Running Windows 95. And they had a game on it and the game was called Rebel Assault. Oh, my God. Yeah. And then there was Rebel Assault 2. Yeah. Yeah, there was. And I enjoyed Rebel Assault because you got to play as a number of different characters. So you could be Han Solo flying through a whole load of uh, rocks in the Millennium Falcon. And that was really cool. You could also fly an X-Wing, but there was also... You'd be boarding a ship and you'd have to shoot and stuff. So there's quite a few different dynamics in the game. And what they did is it was quite... It was like pixel photos. So it looked Mm. as realistic as it could in the time, but it wasn't 3D. So they didn't bother with the 3D stuff, but you you still had people moving and they were repainting people pixels. Sorry, pixels that represented a photo Mm. that were generated from a photo. And that was really cool. Mm. That was really, really, really fun. And I got to play that intensely for a few hours and then I didn't get to play it again for another three or four years. But I loved it. I Mm. thought it was absolutely fantastic. And there was, it had been such a big jump since the games that I played on a SNES. Yeah to that game mm. so I remember at uni playing Super Star Wars Super Empire Strikes Back Super Return of the Jedi they were basic platformers they were hard yeah I remember them yeah. I didn't enjoy those at all and then if you fast forward there was a famous N64 game called Shadow of the Empire yeah I played a bit of that quite enjoyed that 
but I, I can't remember much of it. Mm. And I think the the next good fun game I played was Star Wars Racer. The only good thing that came out of Episode One was pod racing. You hear that, Marcus? The only good thing. Yeah. And and pod racing is debatable, right? Yeah. No, even that is probably people yeah. are split fifty fifty. Yeah. But yeah. Not everyone would think pod, the pod racing stuff was cool. No. But the game mm. was pretty damn cool. Mm. And I I had a Intel. I think it was a three hundred thirty three megahertz with four no four megabit mega bytes of ram or something or maybe it was big maybe it was 16 and that would play it and it was really good fun so i enjoyed that one there's a great star wars arcade game in the uh early noughties i think or late 90s that i used to play and that was fun because one of you was flying the millennium falcon and the other one was the gunner Mm. and that was great and you had to go and take on the the um tie fighter it was kind of like the spiritual successor to the trench runner game yeah but the polygons were filled in Mm. so that was fun after that I played Battlefront 1 and 2 on the PS2 kind of enjoyed it but wasn't really wedded to it on the PS4 played Battlefronts didn't really enjoy it Rogue Squadron didn't really enjoy it I have played the Lego Star Wars games Mm. and I persevered with them but I don't think they're great and I've played the brand new one I bought the brand new one to play it for this podcast and for my boys to play They've not played it that much. They're not they're not really enjoying it that much. Mm. And I'm playing it and the graphics are great, right? You've got the Lego characters, but the environments are very kind of high fidelity. Mm. And the rocks look real, but the characters don't. And that's quite cool, but it's still the basic same Lego Star Wars with yeah. the same stories. And I'm just bored of searching for studs. I can tell you there's one more yeah. game that you have played a little bit, I believe, which is Fallen Order. Fallen Order, I don't which think is so. that's the that was the one that came out the very oh recent one. yes yeah sorry Jedi Fallen Order yeah. yeah I've wiped that from my brain because yeah. I didn't enjoy it and I, that's actually one of the ones I want to really talk about because mm. that one's probably the one that's most that you and I probably have the most controversial views on yeah this is another Elden Ring it right, is okay. it really is and uh, and I don't say that lightly it was uh, I think it was Game of the Year it won tons of awards really yeah. 100%. Really? So, yeah, it was it was super popular. It came out in like a... I think it even came out with a Game of the Year edition. Mm. It's been remastered. It's a game that... Or, or they've added a high fidelity for the Xbox and PlayStation mm. new yeah, next gen. I've definitely. played a little bit of the high fidelity and then I realized yeah. that the game was super linear and boring. And sucked. The AO was absolutely turd, right? I mean, it's... It's rare for me to... Like, there had been such a long period of time between a Star Wars game prior mm. to that. It would have been yeah. Battlefront 1 and 2, which you and I had both been really yeah. disappointed with. Like, they just... We, you and I tried to play co-op. Yeah, we did. And we just kind of gave it up gave on it. gave me a headache within about yeah. three minutes. Yeah. So when Fallen Order was announced, I mean, I, I was initially annoyed by the look of the character. I can't help it. I mean, I know he's an actor. I feel very sorry. Sorry, dude. You, I'm sure you'll love the human. You are being a bit gingerist here. <laughs> a bit gingerist, yeah. Which is like, and who am I to say that? Because I've definitely got some ginger in my in my, in my my beard and stuff. Yeah. And, There's nothing wrong with being ginger, but I don't think that was his defining failure as a character. No, but I just... I I don't think his character was was that bad. I was annoyed with his look. I I just... To me, he has a punchable face. Ah. So that's a problem. That's what I'm saying is he had a punchable face. I found that annoying. And now I have to play as somebody who I literally find annoying. His head is away from you. That's the only bad... I would say that is one of the best decisions they made in the entire game. (laughs) That's how how little I enjoyed this game. Yeah. And that is, I think that's controversial. And we're not saying that just to be dicks. Mm. 
I mean, I, I remember when I first played it and I really wanted to enjoy it. And I enjoyed the overall setting, you know, he's a Padawan, everything's gone wrong, he's trying to survive. And he uses the force to save someone and that's when the game starts mm. because the Empire are onto him. And then the story unfolds there. The challenge was, it was just a platformer, a very linear platformer that your choices didn't really matter and you could level up your force. I wanted to like the story of the game, but it was so linear as a platform. Yeah. And you could level up, get skills and like improve your force powers and things like that as are most mechanics of games. But in the game, they tried to add these mechanics to make it more interesting, but they were layering it on top of a very linear platformer. Mm. And if they'd released it as a platformer, that would have been great. But they kind of talked about it as more open world than it was. I think we both made the assumption that it was going to be. But even even though it wasn't fully open world, the levels were just so, you know, you had to do the level in a certain way, in a certain order and if you couldn't get through a bit you were stuck and I I, I just I guess I'm not making sense because a lot of games are like that no 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 you but, are and and I and I 100% agree like it was so pared I, I knew coming in it wasn't going to be open world because they'd been mm. quite clear on that part okay. which was good I think appreciated that but they did still seem like it was going to be more open than it was mm. and I know 100% what you mean like there are literally levels and stuff where you are either on rocks and you can kind of only jump between a certain amount of them. Mm. Even though the planet looks big, it's clear that there's only a tiny area that you can operate in. Yeah. There are ones where you're like, you have massive sides that go above you that are meant to be rocks or like a base or whatever. That again means that there's a literal like a channel, channel. Yeah. for you to run in. And I'm just like, that is such a deal breaker for me to it's almost worse. I mean, I, I don't know if it's worse when it's open plane and I think I can go anywhere and I can't, or if it's even worse when it's channeled off. Mm. I mean, I think both are terrible. And I think the fact that it really is so extremely linear mm. really lets it down. Yeah. And the story was good, interesting-ish. Yeah. I enjoyed the story. And yeah. I, I went to the effort of going on YouTube and watching all the cutscenes. Yeah. Because I wanted to know how the game ended yeah. and what happened. And there were some twists and some terms and some, uh, mm. twists and turns, and there was some surprising stuff in there. Mm. But there was no way I was going to try and complete the game just to find out about no. the story. No, and I get, and I get the other thing, and I, the other thing that annoyed me, and I don't know if it annoyed you, was how poor the AI was. Mm. So, so, so bad. And maybe it got better over time, but when I remember playing it in the beginning. I was like, I get the stormtroopers are not meant to be smart or whatever, but this is ridiculous. And it was just like, it would just walk into walls and there was, it was just, I just felt that it was, I really wanted to love it because it mm. actually looked like it might have some, I was, you know, new graphics. It wasn't mm. a, it wasn't a, a multiplayer game. So that made me interested in it. Mm. But the fact that it did as well as it does actually makes me really sad because obviously now they're focusing resources on making a second game, mm. which inevitably will be very similar. They're not going to change it to be an open world if they can make money on yeah. making something super linear and tight. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> There's no incentive. I did enjoy the little robot that you had, the, the droid Great. that sat on your shoulder. He was the best character. Pro probably one of the best Star Wars mm. characters, like robots. I like. Yeah. He's probably top five for me. Like I love him. I mm. think he's great. Yeah. So yeah, that that game. I was going to say it's the latest Star Wars game, but it's not because Lego Star Wars. Yeah. Came out. Lego Star Wars Saga. 
I mean, there's not much to say. If you enjoy Lego Star Wars games, save yourself some money and go and pay, play your PS3 ones yeah. or your Xbox ones because this version isn't different enough. And if you love the Star Wars saga and you want to play the entire Star Wars saga in one game, go fill your boots. But it's not anything special. Yeah, and I think we could almost have a maybe you have an episode about Lego games because I felt the same with the Harry Potters mm-hmm. and stuff the game mechanics yeah. are just I get it we're we are not target market let's be honest in some ways we are for some of the jokes mm. but I, I think in many very many ways we're not but then it's interesting that your boys don't like it either yeah. but like Steph and I tried to play the Harry Potter ones and like they looked great but it was sadly enough before they um, decided that they would voice cast them because mm. now they do now they have voices so you know there was a period of time when Lego games didn't have voices and yeah. they just had a funny language. Now they don't because they've got enough money now that they can buy mm. voice acting. But so yes, yeah, so I, I agree with you. I don't think the Lego. I don't need Lego versions of those sag- <clears throat> sagas are compelling. Mm. Let's think about the future. Mm. What would you think would make a fantastic Star Wars game? I was just going to ask you that. I was mm. going to say if I had some magic fairy dust and I could sprinkle it over, and you had one yeah. one wish, what kind of game would you see? Or, uh, or here's another way to frame the question. What game that you know of, that you've played, that you love, would be great as a Star Wars game? Well, I can tell you exactly which game I, I, I Legend, want. Uh, Breath of the Wild? Uh, no. Well, no, surprisingly not Breath of the Wild, which is uh, strange, considering how much we both know I love it. It's, um, I've got to, I'm just going to, I'm just going to take um, the, the time to actually figure out the, uh, the name of it, because... Um, it's one of those ones that is that everybody knows of, and the more that comes out information about this game, the the harder it's been to accept that it didn't happen. And and who knows? Maybe it will get a breath of fresh air, uh, and somebody will breathe life into it. But it was Star Wars um, thirteen thirteen, which was meant to be kind of a dark, gritty bounty hunter game. Right. You literally played a bounty hunter in what looks like, and it's so some of the footage from the game was released mm. because they were actively pursuing it before Disney purchased them, right. and then I think Disney just put the whole thing on ice and, yeah. and shelved it for some reason. And I mean, look, it might have been that there were other things that didn't work, but the fact that you were playing as a bounty hunter, the environment itself, which is this dirty, gritty Star Wars environment mm. that a bounty hunter would move in, super cool. Everything that you saw from that game just looked like it would have been amazing. So that's actually the Star Wars game I would have wanted, as mm. Star Wars thirteen thirteen. That looks highly unlikely, but the idea of a kind of a story-driven Red Dead Redemption two in bounty a hunter in a Star Wars world to me wow. is like the game. Yeah, for me. So yeah. what about you then? With a different user interface. <laughs> yeah, so I yeah. don't punch the the, the the droid, the droid, or, yeah, uh, or the whatever. the thing that you the the tauntaun. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to keep punching the tauntaun in the face every time I'm trying to ride around on it on off. What about you? Yeah, um, were you going to say Breath of the Wild? No, I wasn't because you don't mess with the classics. No, true. Hey, okay, you, just, you know there was that Angry Birds Star Wars. You know that's been done. That was quite fun actually. We haven't spoken about that, but that was oh, a good fun Richie. game. I think a World of Warcraft. MMORPG that's actually good and fun to play mm. in the Star Wars universe would be good. I think that might be happening. If you kind of if you mixed a bit of No Man's Sky in there, a bit of World of Warcraft into the Star Wars universe, I think you could come up with something quite special. Mm. There are definitely quite a few titles on the go now. So apart from Jedi Fallen Order 2 that's been announced, there have been several other titles. And some of them are definitely campaign-driven, mm. more like RPGs or 
uh, to a point MMO. I think there might be an MMO in, in the work as well. So there's definitely yeah. a lot of hope. I probably have a lot more hope right now for the gaming world wow. of Star Wars. Rebellions are built on hope. Oh, that is just beautiful, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, they are. In so many different genres of Star Wars, it's hard to pick out a game that would be good as a Star Wars game. Maybe FIFA 2020, mm. you know? Dance, ar- dance, around Luke oh, no, Skywalker done that already. versus Darth Vader on the football pitch, yeah. taking penalties, father, son, you know? Vader, Vader, Vader would have to let them in. Mortal Kombat? Oh, yeah. Mortal Kombat would be great with Star Wars. Mortal Kombat is incredibly bloody, though. If they could take the Disney lens off Star Wars, mm. then that would be great. That's what I was thinking. Like, yeah. literally Mortal Kombat but Star Wars. Yeah. So it's it's that bloody, but... Someone should bootleg make that. I'm pretty sure there are characters in fighter games, but not, mm. like, where they, it was an entire game yeah. of just... Maybe there is, but it wouldn't have been a... It definitely wouldn't have been a Mortal so Kombat If there was a Mortal Kombat Star Wars game, mm. who would be your go-to characters to fight as? It's a very good question, right? Um, Wicket the Ewok <laughs> Jar Jar would be Marcus's go to Jar Jar yeah he's um, a beat you up <laughs> I think probably like an IG-88 droid would be quite fun because oh, yeah. I could see them being quite lethal and They'd quick fast, yeah. so they would be fast and mm. and vi- quite um, good at fighting maybe a Mandalorian just because it's cool to be a Mandalorian you've got a yeah. little jetpack and you can fly over man why has this not happened the more I think mm. about it the more yeah. I'm, I'm talking about like different types of combat styles the more yeah. I'm realising how different the combat styles are General Grievous it could be Jabba <laughs> just sitting on a throne and all you can do is throw like a chain around someone's neck and you can yeah, ch- yeah. choke them with choke it them, yeah. and then yeah. you can force them to wear a bikini yeah <laughs> I don't want to see General Grievous in a bikini General Grievous in a bikini but he's he, probably he not be good. he's probably not the worst one to put in a sure, bikini in that game surely there must be a Street Fighter version of... there, there definitely are for yeah. fighting games for Star Wars but mm. I'm thinking now that the, the world is so much even richer mm. and you could basically do 3D animations of the ones from maybe some of the cartoons as well yeah. You know, because some of them now already, like a Shukatan that they have a human version of now, they could literally make them look yeah. like real characters. Her versus Yoda. Cool. Her, yeah. Yeah. Grogu. Yeah. <laughs> just just <laughs> jumping around the screen like a little crazy yeah. dude. Or BB 8 versus yeah. Palpatine. I'm very much into this concept. <laughs> like, I think if we ever had, if we were allowed to pitch. Mm. Uh, Disney and and say uh, LucasArts at the same time yeah. just you and I in the room and they're like Peenrich we've had mm. some great ideas represented but we've heard that you guys have got the shizzle yeah. I think that's what we'd pitch I think you're right yeah. Mortal Kombat literally like it has yeah. to be that violent mm. Star Wars beat em yeah. up game with the and you just think you could mode. redo the duels, right? Yeah. The duel of fates. Yes. You could redo them all. Darth Maul. Figure yeah, how cool Darth he would Maul, be as yeah. a fighting character. And figure the environments that you could have. Yeah. There are so many cool Star Wars environments. Yeah. I'm well into this concept. Yeah. Maybe we... You start sketching. All right. I'll, well, I'll start building it in Unreal. I've, I've been playing around with Unreal nice. Engine. So, yeah, let's just make it and bootleg it. Yeah. Yeah. I, when you were saying like a game that I would want and I guess that's why I'm saying 1313 but yeah because and I said Red Redemption 2 star, but the other one would be like Witcher 3 but Star Wars yeah be kick ass yeah set in the night in the old Republic yeah totally yeah that would be great yeah. I mean I, th- I think there's an over um, sometimes an over reliance in Star Wars on having to move between different planets I think you could have one planet with one compelling story yeah like if you can do it in Witcher which is very limited geography Mm. You don't have to have that because I think that element can sometimes be. 
I'm bought into that as long as it's not Tatooine, because I'm so fed up of Tatooine. I, I'm, not, I'm with you. I'm, I'm with so you. so bored of it. I'm with you. I, I think 1313 might have been like that. Maybe it was just on one world. I'll have to throw on some videos mm. so you can see what it actually looked like. It'll make you sad. Yeah. Because it looks so cool. Oh, wow. Um, when was this? It, not long. It was literally when Disney bought Star right, Wars. Okay. And the reason why it got shelved, we believe, was mm. because um, Disney kind of just put a pause on a lot of stuff that they didn't know what they wanted. And I don't mm. think they decided if gritty Star Wars was a, was a thing. Yeah. And I think it was quite gritty and dark. Mm. And I think they just really wanted to kind of reset their sights and figure out what they wanted to do, mm. which now in hindsight we know clearly they didn't take enough time to do that yeah uh as it were but i think they just couldn't keep those developers going you know because mm. it would have probably been a year or so before they would have been able to say yep we're, yeah. we're okay with everything that you're doing with this franchise mm. you know it's too it's too much money to to um to let them just go and do something that might not line up with your expectations mm. so i think that was the heart of it but i don't know maybe we can find a developer who could talk who to could us, talk, yeah. to, talk to us about it so yeah. um if you listen to this and you worked on that game or and you don't mind breaching your NDA and you don't mind breaching your NDA and telling us what went on yeah we've had a couple of NDA breaches probably on this one <laughs> <laughs> like I think they've been quite light on yeah. content even if they have been so but yeah I mean I think that I think for as a Star Wars special it is it's Star Wars times it is it, you know it is May the month of May which is Star mm. Wars celebration month we still have not seen the first episode of the new Kenobi show. No. So the people listening to this in the future will probably have seen it. Yeah. Or it will have been out. So we hope, we have high hopes. So let's, it will be very yeah. listen, interesting to listen to us. And we, we're currently, are we giddy? I'm a little bit giddy, but I've been here before. Mm, I was same. here in 1999. Yeah. So I... I think they'll do a good job. I think they're working out how to do Star Wars at Disney. Yeah. I think the last, well, however long, eight years, they've been slowly trying to work out what is Star Wars in mm. 2022 and how can Disney do it. And I think they're on the right track. But they're going to take some missteps, right? Yeah, 100%. Boba Fett was a bit of a misstep. 100%. Yeah. But I hope Kenobi isn't... I want to see Ewan McGregor suffer. And not because I don't like Ewan McGregor, because I like, like him. But I think it's more interesting to see that side of Kenobi and to see how he could react. Because at, at A New Hope, he's, you know, he's an old man, but he still has hope. But right now, he hasn't got any hope. Everything's fallen apart. So how does he get through that and that resilience? That's I think, interesting. I think and that would be a good game, actually, to kind of try and manage your way through that. Yeah. I think, a, a I think, like Fable. I think that's an interesting one and I would add to that kind of enhance it even more by saying seeing him go through the effort of what it meant to look after Luke mm. because obviously Luke's view on it is literally he was just some old weird dude yeah. who was living close by and happened to be this dude who knew his dad and even when more mm. unfolded it, was, it wasn't it was abundantly clear how far Obi was actually willing to go and what he did to keep mm. him safe so I think it will set the ground for us to having potentially even more respect for Obi-Wan Kenobi where it's like you know what? He actually did some insane stuff and had to really, really fight to keep Luke safe. Mm. And, and Luke and completely Leia. blissful. Yeah. And Leia, right? Blissfully unknown, yeah. knowing about what was going on. Yeah. So that aspect to me is interesting. Like, what did he have to do to make sure that they were safe and, and didn't get found? Because he knew that was his primary mission. Yeah. I do hope Leia's in Kenobi as well. Yeah. I really hope it's not just centred on Luke because mm. Leia's are bringing 
equally as fascinating. We know but nothing about it. True. And they'll probably, I think it will be mentioned or part of it, but it's mm. not going to be the focus because that's not yeah. where they put Kenobi, I guess. That and wasn't his main focus. None of the games really exploited, uh, exploited? None of the games really explored Princess Leia and that character. No. She's an underdeveloped character in the world of gaming. And I think part of that's her gender. Yeah, I agree. And probably most of it, 90% of it's her gender. Yeah. But she must have had an interesting upbringing. And there must be some stories there that would be worth telling. She was with, was it General Antilles or whatever? I can't remember. Whoever. Adopted daughter, yeah. Yeah, she was an adopted daughter and... Uh, I don't think it was until he's actually, but it could have been. Let's pretend it was. Again, we're not here to give you facts. But the thing is, um, she grew up clearly privileged, but mm. kick-ass. And I think yeah. that's the interesting one. So clearly, yeah. you know, it's no surprise when she's pulling up uh, blasters and shooting people in a new hope. I kind of, it felt like she was clearly the leader of a resistance mm. in both name and nature. Like, I, I believe yeah. that there, she was taught how to defend herself and stuff. So it would be quite cool what what they make canon about mm. her upbringing. Like, yeah. what are they willing to kind of say that she actually did do? Because mm. she seems well prepared when yeah. she's part of the alliance, you know? Totally. And I think as a gaming podcast, that's probably a good point to end. Yes, it is. Yeah. Thank you for listening. If you have any thoughts on that yourself, feel free to write to us as always. Yeah. Feel free to contact us on Instagram or our lovely fancy new Facebook. Bye, everyone. Bye. 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 May the fourth be with you. Thanks for listening today. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review on your podcast platform. 